Hi everyone, my name is Anisha. And my name is Millie. And welcome back to the Sam podcast. We're now on episode three. And unfortunately, our friend Satumi couldn't be here today, but alas, we will try to continue on without her. So today's topic is going to be about a book called The Happiness Project, which is something that Millie and I read during one of our book club meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, Millie, was it you that chose that first book? Why did you choose it? Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Uh, I chose it because I bought it a very long time. Actually, I received it as a gift because I put it in my wish list and I just did not get around to reading it. Mm-hmm. And since you and I, we wanted to start our book club, I was like, this will be perfect because the way the book works is, is that it goes from January to December and the little plans. And I was like, oh, how cool would that be if we started at the beginning of the year? So that was one of the reasons because I thought it would just be nice to start off the year with like a happiness project of our own. Yeah. Uh, so after finishing the book, what was your overall thought on what Gretchen was trying to say? Uh, I think it was a very practical approach to the concept of happiness, because if you read a lot of other books, they're very emotion driven and they're very like, you can do it. You can just get to the place of happiness if you just push yourself kind of thing. But this was very habit based it was backed up by a lot of research and I really liked it, how practical it was in a way. Uh, so I liked it. Uh, I would give it probably like an eight out of 10, my own experience, because I have like my own little like criticisms with it, but overall mm-hmm. it was very, very helpful. Like anybody can pick this book up and like start their own happiness project. So I really liked it. What did yeah. you feel about it, Anisha? I agree completely. I remember telling you even while reading the book, how inspirational it was. Um, I even started my own little happiness project because of it. And primarily it was because I, f- I didn't feel like she was trying to shove that idea of what happiness should be down my throat. I find yeah. that a lot of self-care books or like this is the path that you have to follow you have to do xyz and it wasn't very superficial things right like you see twitter like twitter threads where they're like how to like have a serotonin boost and it's like drink water sit in the sun like do all these really superficial mundane things but her notion was to try to find things that you do on your on a daily basis and try to incorporate them into making your life a little bit easier and a little bit better and ultimately a little bit more happier yeah so I would also give it about an eight out of ten yeah I I really liked the idea that it was about character growth as well throughout Mm -hmm. the book if you read it it's not just like as you were saying superficial things like drink more water get your rest which are very very important but they are not in replacement of actual growth in your character you know like there's times where she said she had to bite her own tongue because she was like very quick on her words and she mm-hmm. could sometimes say whatever comes to her mouth or she could you know like snap at her kids or her husband and just sometimes she needed to develop on like a certain level of patience and or sometimes she would need to you know like choose to be a little a little perky on days where they're, they're kind of boring you know so I thought like oh she's playing the long game right she's not doing something to immediately feel good in the moment she's treating this as like a whole thing to change her life and I and I really really like that approach yeah yeah uh I have a question for you before mm-hmm. reading the book how much time did you spend thinking about your own happiness versus after reading the book did it change 
Um, yeah, I would say so. In in little ways, in what though. Way? Like, give me okay. an example of like a before and after. Okay, so before I used to just like anybody else, I used to think I need to get to position X in my life to be happy. But I think after reading the book, I was like, no, honestly, I really like this quote, actually, it was in the book, Anisha, Mm -hmm. actually two quotes, but one of them was like, these two kids, they set off on a whole journey for Mm -hmm. they look go looking for like a bluebird or something like that. And they go on this whole journey, and they come home only to realize the bluebird was at their house this whole time, you know, so it's a metaphor, right? You go, you travel the world, you try to get into relationships, you try to get certain jobs or like get that car to make you happy. But then you realize it was with you this whole time. Right. And You're takes... looking for happiness everywhere else, but with of every, everywhere else other than within yourself. Yeah, that was definitely one of the things I picked up on and, and I really liked it. And I also picked up on the idea of it's hard to be light, but easy to be heavy. Mm-hmm. Meaning that it's so easy to like, let your day like take over you if you're just having like one of those sucky days or you just did not have a good start to the morning you can just let it affect your day so badly but she was saying you know people who appear to be very cheerful and like very positive it's not because they have it better in life it's because they're trying their best you know and I think that changed a whole lot of things for me and I value being more actively positive and it does change things not it's not a revolutionary thing but it kind of stops your day from being this terrible thing. Do you feel right. the same? Like, do you feel like no, you learn things as well? No, I completely do. I definitely did. Um, and going back to your point about looking for happiness everywhere else, but with but other than yourself, um, I also remember reading something, not in the book, but somewhere else where it said that it doesn't matter where you go, you could relocate to a different country, you could change your name you take yourself with you. And that means yeah. you take your unhappiness with you. You take your all issues. your fears and your issues mm-hmm. with you. So until yeah. you decide to make that change within yourself, your life will always be the same. You will always have the same issues. You will always have the same fears. So I think this book really gave me a really good push in starting to recognize what these anxieties and these fears were that I had mm-hmm. within me. Um, yeah. just so I can have a baseline for what I need to start changing. Mm-hmm. And I found that, because I said before, I started making my own little happiness project. Mm-hmm. Each month was dedicated to a different um, area that you can uh, improve your life on. So maybe one month was spirituality, one month was um, your romantic and uh, platonic relationships, how to improve both of those in your family life. Uh, And so I started writing down little things that I wanted to do in each area uh, to try to improve. So maybe with my personal relationships, uh, such as my family and my friends, I would would be more clear and direct about how I was feeling in certain situations. I wouldn't let things slide when I knew that they were bothering me. I think a big thing with me personally is that... um, I tend not to talk about how I feel in situations and then I just bottle it all up and then Mm -hmm. it explodes at the end one day and it causes more harm. It creates more harm than it would have if I had just said how I felt um, in that moment. And I was also taking a course on conflict resolution at the time that we Mm -hmm. were reading the book. And I found that 
really taking a step back and saying, before I talk and before I speak, I want to take one second and just think about what I want to say, because that can change the very, um, the very route that your conversation and your friendship will go. And so mm -hmm. those are the small things that I've been trying to really work on. And I think that this, this happiness project has really helped me. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do remember that you chose to opt me out of your life. And was that one of the things of your happiness project? Or was that something like, different that you're trying to do on your own? Sorry, could you repeat what you said? You, you know, like how you're basically like vegetarian now, right? Mm -hmm. And I just want to ask, like, is that something that was part of your happiness project? Or is that something on your own you decided to pursue? So a little bit. Um, last year in December, I decided that I'm going to try and set a goal for all of 2020 to be a little bit more um, eco-friendly and economically conscious uh, because I was spending a lot of money eating out, especially really bad foods like McDonald's and Popeyes. So I said that I'm going to try just for a year to see if I can do it, to see if I can live without meat because I've eaten chicken and beef and all of that all my life. I've never not, um, I was never not allowed to eat it. So I just wanted to see if I was up for the challenge. And I think it was a part of uh, recognizing that even cutting back eating meat, um, what would that make me happy? So yeah, it was definitely intertwined with the ha like the happiness project and one of the goals that I had set for myself. Uh, I have found that I am happier and I haven't craved meat and I haven't, you know, been upset any of these days uh, that I was about to break my goal. I yeah. found that I was also saving a lot of money not eating out. Um, so mm -hmm. it was just two birds with one stone, which I'm really happy about. And I don't know if I'll continue it next year. We'll have to see. I may or may not, depending on how I feel about eating meat again. I think I've gotten to a place where I'm like... Content? Content. And then I'm like, if I, if I start eating meat again, where it's like, well, the last year I spent was just a waste. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm like going to definitely something for yourself. Exactly. So I'm definitely going to see uh, how I feel next year. And then we'll go from there. What about you? Did you set any specific goals after reading? Um, I probably did, but I can't remember exact ones. But one of the things was actually with money. I did want to be better with money. And I'm trying like I looked a bit into investing and stuff and like I did invest some of my money and honestly like it's nothing big <laughs> like the way people that I have on my social media or people that I know they show it to be but it's something that I did for myself and I'm, and I'm very proud of that you know I took that leap I took that mm -hmm. risk and now I know more information if I were to do that again in the future and I would also say that I've uh, tried to do more of my hobbies. Like that was one of the reasons why I picked up painting again. I did not paint whatsoever in all of like my college years. Mm -hmm. And in my senior year, finally, I'm trying to actively make that into my habit. And I have, and it's the one thing that used to make me so happy as a kid. Like I did not care how many friends I had or like what was going on in my life. I would just wait until I got home so I can like, just paint, you know, because it was so new. But then at some point, I decided to let it go. 
not through my you know conscious effort but it just happened but I think that's something I picked up again and I'm I'm really grateful for that yeah I think as we're growing up we start to say that we have to focus on certain areas of our life more like yeah. for example be school. serious yeah we yeah. need to be serious because that's how we'll be happy but yeah. personally I found that when I stopped reading books um, and writing I was just a lot unhappier like I felt a little mm -hmm. bit empty like a part of me was missing and then I stopped focusing some of my attention on it it was like um, a withering flower that I hadn't watered in a while and so mm -hmm. I totally get what you mean about you know it's neglecting putting down it, right? yeah putting down you know uh, your paintbrush and focusing on different things but ultimately realizing that without without painting you're not a hundred percent you and it's what makes you yeah, happy so no true. I think you just have to find time to do the things that you enjoy. prioritize it exactly yeah. there's nothing there's no amount of time uh in a day in a month or a year where you can't at least have maybe 10 to 15 minutes of doing something that you enjoy and something that makes you happy and that doesn't even have to be something super productive like painting or writing it can be just watching tv or playing a video game if those are things that yeah. you enjoy some people love analyzing film and some people love yeah. analyzing tv shows in depth and, and there's really nothing that wrong with out. that i think yeah. when we start to categorize our uh, things that make us happy into oh this is productive so this is number one and then oh watching movies and stuff that's not going to give me anything so I'm going to put that down to number five I think that's when we start to sort of feel guilty for even indulging in those things and and I yeah. think that's something that we have to learn to outgrow yeah we're not robots like I think especially with hustle culture it just mm -hmm. tells us to just keep working and working right. but sometimes you're done your work for the day and you need something to do and you're not wasting time. What, okay, I don't even understand the concept of wasting time, right? Like, cause yeah, sure, we all have things to do. And if you got them done and literally, let's say you got your done, things done by like 9 a.m., you know, you have the rest of the day to do whatever you want. And I think I kind of was raised under that notion too. Oh, you're watching TV. Like, why aren't you doing any work? Mm -hmm. And it's created like this slightly obsessive part of me that I always need to keep busy but I'm actively trying to work on it to schedule break times for myself where I'm like just watch an episode of something you're not wasting your time you know and that's one of the things that gets in the way of us just feeling happy is we need to feel like we're not chained to work in the end of the day you know we're not chained to anything we can just do what we want and yeah. it will be fine I completely agree with what you're saying and I think personally speaking I just get so anxious when I'm not doing something like if, I, if mm -hmm. I've done all my work and uh, I know that I have nothing to do for the rest of the day I'll just start doing more work like I'll just do tomorrow's work I just feel like mm -hmm. I, my mentality after coming into high after sorry after coming into university was work 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 like there's no moment where you should be free otherwise mm -hmm. you're a bad student and you're not going to get a good job and you're not going to yeah. live a happy or you're going to fall behind exactly and I think that's been something that I've been really, really trying to work at where it's like, I've done my due diligence. I've done the work for the day. And so now I can just focus on doing the things that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so that's something yeah. that I'm also working on. And I think the first step is recognizing that it's okay to have free time. You don't always have to yeah. be doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and even if you're super busy all day, I think you, even finding 10 minutes 
um, to do something that you enjoy, like even reading five pages of a book that you wanted to read, just getting started can also be a good, um, like one foot forward move. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree. And I was actually thinking about this the other day and tell me, like, be honest if you agree or you disagree, Mm -hmm. but as you get older, you're not a kid in which like kids, most of the time they're happy. Like their Mm -hmm. default setting, I find that they're cheery, that they have lots of things to be excited for. Because they have no obligations, right? Like they're super like clean slate. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like the more you get older, the more burdens of life and Mm -hmm. responsibilities that you have to face. And it got me thinking that maybe we shouldn't be so obsessed with the idea of happiness because think about it. Happiness is such a short-term feeling in comparison to something like peace. And Mm -hmm. so I started thinking, like, should we be pursuing more of a peaceful state of our lifestyle rather than happiness? And I'm not saying, like, go meditate for, like, two hours every day. If that's your thing, do it. But I mean, like, peace as in, like, no arguments in the household or you got your stuff done on time or you cleaned, like, your house every Saturday like you planned that you would or you made your bed, whatever it is that gives you a peace of mind. Those things don't really give you happiness, you know? You don't go, like, oh, my gosh, I am over the moon that I made my bed in the morning. It's just one thing off your mind. And I think it gives you a little bit of a peace. And I started thinking like, oh, what if we started pursuing that calm feeling rather than like this limited and temporary feeling? And happiness is great. It's wonderful. Like it makes one of the best memories. You reflect on them and it's something very special, but it's not a constant state of our lifestyle, right? But something a little boring and something that's more constant is just our peace of mind. So I started thinking, should we just prioritize that instead of a sort of fleeting feeling or emotion that is happiness? You know, do you, what do you think so about that? I would take a little bit of a different approach in thinking of happiness where I don't necessarily equate happiness to small fleeting moments. I think mm-hmm. even getting up and making your bed in the morning is an accomplishment in its own for a lot of people you know some people suffer from depression some people Mm -hmm. have disabilities and just doing that can just be uh, a Mm -hmm. win for the day and I so I think that you can derive happiness from really small mundane activities as well um and and looking at happiness I I don't think you have to say oh I did this so then I should be feeling ecstatic and I should be feeling like this boost in order to be happy I think you can be feeling absolutely no emotion and being content with how things are going and I think that can also be happiness I know a lot of celebrities you know they they have so much money and they they are living the best lives and everyone's like I wish I could have that so that I could be happy but a lot of them have died because of suicide and alcoholism and stuff like that. And, and maybe it's because that they were trying to chase that feeling of being happy. But I I think happiness is within us. It's very inherent. And I think that when you stop looking at happiness as a, you know, small fleeting moments and start seeing it as something that you can get from normal day-to-day activities, that's when, that's when we can truly be happy happy with ourselves and content with what we have does that make sense of course of course and um like what you're saying just reminds me of this video i saw and Mm -hmm. he was saying that you know when you go on social media or when you see other people's lives 
you hear about like the crazy things that they did and stuff yeah. and he's saying that like when you go on a vacation a lot of it is planning and a lot of it is walking around a lot of it is deciding what you're gonna do for the day it's waking up I going know. for breakfast and it's those little buffer moments are not caught on camera and the things that are caught seems like oh my gosh it looks like their whole day was just that but no there's so many technical boring aspects Dude, that no one talks about you, you know? have no idea how how much I used to be like like I used to look on Instagram and be like oh my god these people are traveling they're living their best lives and I'm sitting at home studying and then I would go on vacation and I would just be so exhausted by the end of it I'm like I loved every moment of this and I'm so grateful that I got to experience this but oh my god I just want to go home and that's when I realized traveling and you know exploring the world as great as it is and how uh, much of a lifetime opportunity it can be it's not something that I personally would always need to be doing in order to be happy mm-hmm. and I think social media plays a huge impact in it because I would see people posting pictures and so when I would go uh, on vacation I'd be like well I have to take a really you know Instagram worthy picture so people know that I'm enjoying my time there and people yeah. know that I'm you know living my best life and people would be like oh my god I'm so jealous like I wish I was there and for yeah. some reason that would make me happy but now I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't need to do any of that stuff I don't need yeah. to derive my happiness from one the validation of others but two posting pictures like if I'm going to take a picture I'm going to take it for me and then I'm gonna post it on my finsta if I really want to um, mm-hmm. or otherwise I'm just gonna show my friends when I see them what about you yeah. do you find that uh, social media impacted the way you looked at what what happiness should be it still impacts me to be honest yeah. and it's a like a like a sort of conversation that keeps going on in my head I've just mm-hmm. become better at talking to myself about it before I kind of didn't have a filter I would just let my insecurities get the best of me. I used to be like, oh my gosh, this person is having so much fun or they look this certain way. They're literally having a blast and I'm not, or they're so pretty, they're this, they're that, and I'm not. Like, you know, you have these mm-hmm. feelings about yourself, but I, know I think that you just you... develop a inner dialogue. Yeah, yeah. You're saying? sorry. I know that you go on these social media cleanses where you'll delete Instagram uh, mm-hmm. for a couple weeks or a month maybe did you find that that helped you or did you find that you were always coming back to it still oh my god it helped me so much like it made me have a healthier relationship with social media because I don't I'm not the kind of person to completely be off of it to be honest mm-hmm. because I like being engaged and I like learning about what's oh, totally. happening in the Who world doesn't? and yeah yeah and seeing what's happening with my friends lives too because mm-hmm. it's really nice but I used to be the person who used to wake up and the first thing I would do is go on Instagram and I did not like it. I was so addicted to Instagram. It would, it would creep up in my life in ways like I didn't even know. I would That's just how be I felt with Twitter. Somehow I, I found myself on, on Instagram. It. Yeah, I yeah. was, I was just always on it Twitter. It makes happy after a while. It does. And I don't have Twitter anymore. I deleted my account, particularly because, um, I found that as, funny as the content was and as happy as I would be on it sometimes it was just overwhelming a lot of overwhelming anxieties and the fact that that anything could just pop up on your feed that someone retweeted and it could trigger you trigger you that's what started to really eat away at very opinionated place too Too yeah exactly I find that social media as wonderful as it can be has so many downsides and there's so many 
dark moments on it where you you just can't, can't filter the content exactly yeah. you just can't filter yeah. the content and so I deleted it I even looked back um I don't miss it and I think that partly maybe because I don't really value social media as much as I did before like I don't really need yeah. it if I need to check up on my friends I'll send them a quick text or I'll call them or something but I don't need to constantly be on social media and I think that that sort of played into my self-growth and what I deem uh is mm-hmm. as a source of happiness yeah yeah that's really cool and I love that because I think that's very essential to as you're growing older because you don't want to start making big decisions in your life based on what you think you will be appreciated for most or what you will be loved for most. You're Mm -hmm. doing things that are like actually true to your character. And and that's what really matters in the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I actually definitely do have a healthier relationship with social media. Now I made this rule. Actually, I'm not allowed to from 11 AM to 11 PM. I'm allowed to go on social media, but until 11 a.m. that morning, like those peak hours where I actually try to get my stuff done, I'm not allowed on social yeah. media. Like I'm not to, definitely allowed on Instagram. I and after 11 limit, p.m., I'm like, nope. I try to limit my phone time to two hours a day max. Because mm-hmm. you know how the iPhone now has the screen time? Yeah. I don't know what it about you. it, but if, it, if, so if it's more sometimes. than two hours, I feel so ashamed. I feel like I spent all, all day being on social media, even if that's not true. Yeah. Uh, so I really try to control how much social media I consume. You can like I look at and how much social media yeah. I consume. I think what that's also done is it's also made me focus on my real relationships and that face-to-face mm-hmm. interaction. And yeah, and it's sort of made way for me to have real connections with people. And I think that's what social media can sometimes lack. Yeah. Because look, like we we can have so many conversations via text and send each other funny memes and stuff like that but our friendship wouldn't be strengthened until we're face to face and we're having like real life conversations that's just the way I think about it I know that we've also had amazing conversations via text and stuff but Mm -hmm. I think that there's only a certain amount of time that you can do that before you're like okay now I need to see this person because this emotion that I want to convey to them can only be done better through yeah interaction 100% about that I just think I have a lot more free time when Mm -hmm. I'm not on social media all the time you know I'm sort of like what do what do I do now you know I'm not constantly watching YouTube or I I sort of feel re-engaged with the physical world you know where I'm like okay I guess I'm just gonna go paint or maybe watch a movie or maybe hang out with my dog or something like that I think not it's like a diet right with food as well, you want to have a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you cut it out altogether. That's also, to a certain level, unhealthy. And I wouldn't say the same analogy applies to social media, but most people, they want to be engaged with what's happening. But I think it's like if you overindulge in social media, it will sort of take over you and mm-hmm. you will feel consumed by it and you will carry certain feelings. And it's it's so interesting because you feel so personally affected by the things that are happening in the world that your day just changes, you know, you just feel like you're having a bad day. I know what you mean. Definitely. It's, it's like a, it's like learning to tread water. You just keep getting better at it. And at some point I, now I'm like confident enough to be able to say no to myself. Mm -hmm. 
regarding social media. I have a media. question for you. We've been talking yeah. a lot about sources of happiness and things that, mm-hmm. you know, might make us a little bit unhappy. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of happiness? I know it's a really big question, but even just a general thought would be great. Uh, a general definition of happiness is, first of all, the absence of very chaotic things in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just say, like, having a good schedule and not letting go of myself really badly, like the absence of pain, mm-hmm. you know? Or the absence of suffering. You can't avoid pain. You know what I mean? It's going to come in ways that you expect or not. But I think like the absence of just a lot of suffering. And I would say just something that I can look forward to. Like if I wake up, I want to be able to be like, oh man, like one of the things I love waking up and I love going downstairs right after brushing my teeth is my dog. Like every morning she comes to me as if she's seen me in ages and then she just gives me kisses and cuddles. And I think... Mm -hmm something that keeps you going for another day is probably my definition of happiness and what do you feel about it do you share the same definition or is it a little different yeah basically along the same lines i think happiness is something that has to do with the absence of pain and the absence of uh negative emotions or thought for Mm -hmm. me happiness can be super small and it can be super big it can be Mm -hmm. from like i said before just having a tidy room I think Mm -hmm. makes me happy and it can be cooking a new dish trying new things or playing video games Uh, those are all sources of happiness for me Mm -hmm. Uh, also like I said before that face-to-face connection seeing my friends and my family and being able to spend time with them those are sources of happiness for me yeah can you feel anxious or when you feel sad do you have like a happy place that you let your mind go to like I'll, I can I'll talk about mine first and then maybe you can think about yours so for yeah. me when I'm feeling very very anxious I like to close my eyes and I just imagine that I'm at a beach and it's mm-hmm. you know the sun's about to go down and the sky is that nice cotton candy color and I'm the mm-hmm. only person on the beach and it's a nice warm day and I'm just sitting in the sand and I'm swimming and it really really helps uh calm me down I love I love the beach and I love I just love bodies of water and I love swimming so that's something that I think of when I need to find my happy place what about you first of all that's very beautiful and I love that because there's a lot of I can imagine there's probably a lot of sensations involved in it like the the whoosh sound of the waves yeah the sand in your in your palms those yeah the sun on your cheeks and the warm breeze yeah Yeah. like I think when you've been to a beach and you've really experienced liked, it yeah it's like that it's like emotion in your head that. exactly yeah what yeah, about you 100 percent. uh for me I don't know if I have like a happy place that I go mm-hmm. to but I definitely have a an inner and I can't speak an inner dialogue with mm-hmm. myself like I kind of act like my own camp counselor if that makes sense because yeah, I absolutely. had to be I had to be like a camp counselor multiple mm-hmm. times in my experience before. And when kids are going through like their own bouts of anxiety or they feel sad or they feel scared and stuff, like you really have to pull them to the side and like, that's Give not the time to yell at them. Yeah. Right. You can't punish them. You have to be very gentle with them. And I picked that up for myself in funny ways. So if I'm feeling very anxious, I'll be like, Hey, 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 why are you stressed out? Come on, tell me what's happening. You mm-hmm. know? 
and usually like kids listen to them they're like oh okay like this is a person I can trust and I'm like mm, I see that's that's what's bothering you you know what I would be stressed out too I understand it's not something that you can just easily get over so you know what how about just eat whatever I need like take a break or you know what let's sit down for the next few minutes and get through that chapter or let's just take a break because I don't think this is doing you any better and we'll come back to it. Okay. Sound good. <laughs> like I literally talked to myself as if I'm No, but if that, if that helps you and if that makes you more happier or content um, in, with the situation that you're in, I think that's an awesome thing to do. I think we all need to have pep talks with ourselves. I do it too. Sometimes I'll look in my, in the mirror and I'll be like, you're not having the best day, but you're going to get through it because you're strong, yeah. you're smart you're accomplished mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. And I think just telling you'll yourself you'll be it. fine and you'll get yeah. through it really, really help. And it's that words of affirmation that you give to mm-hmm. yourself, you know, that's what yeah. matters the most. 100%. You know, like, I think we should also add just another thing to our definition of happiness. Mm-hmm. I think it's also having the strength to go through sad moments, Right. you know, cause I mm-hmm. don't think you're ever going to live a life, no matter how privileged or no matter how blessed you are in your life, you're going to come across something that will make you sad or that something painful for you. And I think having that courage and the ability to look at sad times or hard times in your life and have the belief that you will get through it because that's a risk you're willing to take to to go for it is what really matters. And I think that we should also add that, right? It's very important. No, I completely agree. I, I personally had moments where I'm like, I don't think I can get through this. I don't know how I'll pull pull through and you know make it on the other side but just to have and find that strength somewhere within you doesn't matter where it comes from you will get mm. through it and and that's a big yeah. lesson that I have also learned especially in our in the first in our first year of university it was such a bad time for me I was so unhappy and the root cause of it was internal right like I yeah. set my achievements to be way too high I had these expectations of myself that I could never reach. They were so unattainable and really trying to find that common ground with my inner critic and myself and being like, okay, you have these expectations and these goals you want to reach. This is how you can accomplish them and sort of talking yourself through it. That really helped. Mm -hmm. And, and refocusing how you approach situations and how you approach yourself. I think that's also important. Instead of saying, Hey, Anisha, you sucked at this. I started to think that's just punishment where yeah I started to think you know where where are you getting confused where is that foundation lacking and how can we build upon that and make it stronger and I think a big part of of trying to be happy with yourself is trying to reframe those questions you cannot live a life where you put yourself down constantly and I've done it before and it's exhausting you know telling yourself that you suck all the damn time you don't want to there's misery in that place exactly there's there's no way where you can you know ever get through a whole life doing that and some people don't learn that until it's too late but something that I'm very happy that I've been able to recently discover is that I'm strong as hell and I can accomplish anything I set my mind to I just have to refocus Mm -hmm. how I uh you know set out to achieve it yeah And I think it's like a paradox Mm -hmm. where you have to, for some people, like including myself and yourself, based on what you're saying, I think you need to experience unhappiness to value happiness at some Mm -hmm. point. 
you know, because chances are when you're a kid, you're probably happy most of the time. Right. But I think as you get older, you kind of let go of yourself and just tasting that whatever it is, like that depressive phase in your life or tasting, letting go of yourself and not valuing, making yourself happy can really put you in a position where you say never again, you know, Mm -hmm. and you really work hard because you value your peace of mind and you really value being happiness. So I think sometimes to value what you always had, you must lose it, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. No, it totally does. It's not not a hard and fast rule, you know, it's just a lot of people experience that where they valued it because they didn't have it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I have another question for you. After, you know, very significant moments of unhappiness, how did you not necessarily let yourself be happy again, but how did you turn towards the light, so to speak? Um, I think a part, yeah, uh, I think a part of me just felt like I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things that make me happy. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that kind of thought process started. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds weird when I say it, but I never talked nicely about myself or I never talked nicely to myself, you know? I think that's one of the things, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's one of the things that humans in general face. I don't think I could ever talk highly of myself before either and even now if someone's like oh tell me your best qualities I have to think for a really long time before I'm like yeah this 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 so Mm -hmm. yeah I totally get what you mean it's not unnatural to have those thoughts continue yeah but I think after just changing those things I realized I'm like oh I'm, I'm allowed to be happy no one's gonna come up to me and I think I had such a like hard time trusting myself because mm-hmm. I felt like, no, 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 don't be happy for too long because everything ends, you know? You're going to be sad again. So it was just like a really sad way of looking at things, right? I would be like, well, you're going to be sad again. So what's the whole point of being happy? And I had to change that thought process. And I was like, well, you're sad, but you're going to be happy again. You know, it's going to pass. And, and that's okay. And I think just allowing myself to understand that you deserve to be happy, man. I don't know where this started, but don't be so hard on yourself. So that was definitely one of the things. What did you feel? What really helped you change your thought process about this? Again, it was that idea where I can't get through my entire life hating myself. Um, Yeah. And I just started to think about all the times where I would give my friends advice about how amazing they were and how they can pull through anything because they're strong enough and then when I would be faced with you know my own problems I'd be like oh I can't get through this I'm not strong enough I can't like then it was just that whole thing of like oh you're being a hypocrite you're telling other people what they should do when you're not taking that advice on your own so I started treating myself as you know a friend your friend yeah yeah like a best friend and I and you know, um, that really helped me to be like, okay, you have such, um, sorry, you have value in yourself and that's important and you're important and you're going to do great things in your life, but you have to start telling yourself that, you know, it can't just all be in your head. I could get like, before I could get a 90% on an assignment or something like that, and I'd still be like, well, what about the other 10%? 10%? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was, I was never happy. With or the test that. was easy or the assignment was easy. Exactly. Don't feel too gassed. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, okay. Like I would never celebrate my wins, but when I would get a loss. You would punish would, yourself. 
punish myself for weeks. And so I really had to shift the way I approached all of that. And I had to say, Mm -hmm. no, we're going to celebrate these wins. It doesn't matter if it's an 80%, a 90% or a hundred percent, even if it's a 70% or 60%, if you tried your hardest. Or if you freaking failed, it's fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. You know, you'll get over this and this isn't a loss for you in the long run. You might have to take uh, some more time in order to accomplish what you want, but it's not that you'll never accomplish what what you set out to do. So Mm -hmm. that's sort of how I reframed my thinking and it made me much happier in the longer run. I started to care so much less about the day-to-day and the minute-to-minute portions Mm -hmm. of my life, you know? Now I only think of it in terms of the long game, you know? This is the goal that I want to achieve, but I'm not going to drive myself crazy trying to achieve it. If it takes me 10 years, then it'll take me 10 years, but I'll be so much happier Mm -hmm. for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, the worst thing I can do is kill myself over trying to achieve a goal and then getting getting to that goal and being so burnt out that I can't celebrate how long and how hard I've worked for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's one of my biggest fears. You know, Uh, I have a goal of what I want to do with my career and I'm working really hard to get there, but I'm never going to kill myself over it. And if it takes Mm -hmm. me twice as long um, as it would have taken, if I, you know, had spent all my time doing it, um, then that's fine. But I need to also prioritize things that make me happy. Otherwise, I'll just hate what I end up doing in life, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, I also wanted to ask you something. What's your happiest memory that you can think of in like the recent years that you really like to treasure to yourself? Oh my God, the happiest moments. There's been a couple. Um, I'll talk about Share them all if you'd like. <laughs> I'll talk about one with you and all of our friends. I think it was St. Patty's. Uh, yes. Oh, I love that first Saint and Patty's. second year. Second year mm-hmm. with you because we weren't that great of friends first year. But first year, Satumi was there. Satumi and I were roommates in first year, and we had just started hanging out with um, some new people from our program. Millie was also a part of, so we had a physics group. I'll give some context to what I'm talking about. We had a physics group that we had started um, and we weren't all, you know, super close friends before. We didn't know each other before from high school or anything, but we had just started talking and, you know, it was that early stages of friendship where it's like, I don't know, should I invite these people? Should I not invite these people? But Satumi and I were like, you know, we're going to go hard for St. Patrick's Day. We've been studying all year. We hadn't even gone out once. Satumi and I, and I wouldn't even go out to dinner. Like we All we would do is study. So we were going crazy. Especially the so dorm sad. was so small and depressing I, it was, too. I was so unhappy first year for a multitude yeah. of reasons. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we were like, we're going to go big or we're going to go home. And so yeah. we left all of our anxieties and our thoughts at the door. And we're like, we're going to invite all of these new people that we we're going to turn up. Yeah. And I remember I invited you too, but unfortunately you had to go home that weekend, but oh my God, we had the best time. Some of my friends from high school came up and it was really great to, you know, introduce them to Satumi and to just have so much fun and just be so carefree for just one weekend. Um, and Satumi and I talk about it all the time still. Even some of our yeah. other friends were like, man, that first St. Patty's was so amazing. It's good to have, you know, a win and like be carefree for just one weekend out of, 
an entire year yeah. where you're just killing yourself. And second year, yeah. oh my God, that St. Patty's was awesome <laughs> too because we had made so many more friends at that time. Yeah, it was so emotional. Yeah, it was so one. emotional. I think we in second year, we had just gotten so tired of just bottling everything up and we had all gotten so close as well so yeah. like we would we would all just sit there and we'd cry and be like i'm so happy that i met you guys and i'm so happy that you know we have the bonds that we do and yeah. just talk about our feelings yeah we were crying at our saint patty's day okay guys don't make fun <laughs> of us everybody hey i don't think anyone's judging when you have a right? little bit of booze mixed in with emotions, i know it's, it's always the gonna best, come out but uh, yeah. i think those are two two of the happiest moments i had and i know they're both saint patty's days but even the times where we would go um to get bubble tea and play some board games I think those were great distractor moments in my life too so I'm so grateful for you guys I'm so grateful for the friendships that we've made what about you I'm also very very grateful um I think one of my it's like a blur in my head but mm -hmm. I think it was December of second year and you and I were gone <laughs> like yeah. you and I were oh, yeah, a I remember. drunk <laughs> And then, like, you're like, really? And then I looked at you, and then you're like, come over here. And then we started running, running. down the street. <laughs> it was just, like, I don't know yeah, what guys, it was. Yeah, we're runners when we get Yeah, we're, we're runners. Run. I think there's, we're like, so different annoying. type of drugs. Yeah. But it was just such a free feeling. And, mm -hmm. I mean, like, I was close with you at that time, but I wasn't, like, super tight yet with you. Mm -hmm. And I just loved it. Like, we were just running super drunk, and I just – I think I had a moment, like, after I kind of, like, smiled to myself, you know, when, you, when you're just, like, a little right. kid, and you're, like, I love, I love my friends, like, I love this day, and I'm having such a good time, and just moments like that, or just dancing with you guys, mm -hmm. and just, whether it's partying, or whether it's just studying together, or just struggling the same subject, I think those are the little moments I hold on to so tightly and I go back and I see some of the pictures we took when we're all having a fun time. I do time. that all the time. It makes I, me I so happy. go back to our uh, group chat and I scroll through the pictures and I just see how ridiculous we looked at that time and I'm just like oh my god but we're so happy you know. I think I know. a big part of it is trying to also find friends that are so non-judgmental and friends who yeah. are also going through it with you. Yeah. Um, and who are honest about it too you know I could have been like oh I'm living my best perfect life in first year and you could have done the same thing and then we never would have formed that true emotional bond that we have now right where we can be honest with I each agree. other and talk about things without being afraid of mm -hmm. you know talking about who we really are mm -hmm. so I think those are uh, important aspects as well yeah yeah it was it was definitely a special time all right uh, so I think this is a good time to bring the episode to an end, but I think I just wanted to end it off with just asking you one thing. What's one thing that you're grateful for, I guess, in the week that happened? Mm. In the week that happened? Um, well, I'm at home right now, not at, in, at university. So I think maybe just spending time with my family. Uh, mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was here all for six months sitting at home spending time with them anyways but just mm -hmm. being away for two weeks and having to navigate it on my own you know cooking for myself you know making my own bed and cleaning and everything like that mm -hmm. being taken really care of hits right. different yeah, when exactly. you're in college it girl you how good you really have it when you're at home yeah and so I'm really really grateful that I have the opportunity to come home as often as I want to right like I'm 
like if I was an international student, I would not have the same privileges that I do right now to be traveling uh, mm -hmm. 30, 40 minutes to get home. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think same thing. Like I love being taken care of when, I mean, I love feeling independent and feeling like I got it but together. I think everybody when I'm also needs to be taken care yeah. of a little, right? It's such it doesn't a have to feeling. be like pampered. It can just be doing small things like bringing, uh, like if a family member, if I'm studying even a family member brings me like a cup of tea or like a cookie or something like that. I think it's yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. When your yeah. parents bring I you a bowl of fruit and they're like, here I know. I know. They it's cut so it sweet. all up. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just grateful for that. Just mm -hmm. having like a nice home and just being able to be around like my Toronto friends. Right. I like the sort of balance I have from coming, seeing mm -hmm. you and seeing our other friends, but also right. like coming here and just, it just feels good. It feels like home. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for the feeling of home, I guess you could say. Yeah. Same home as you, I think. Whatever, it, you know, mm -hmm. home can be whatever it, it means to you. Home doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, a foundation. Your house, yeah. Roof. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. It's a feeling, right? Wherever you feel yeah. most at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I loved having this chat with you, and I'm so lucky to have you not only as my friend, as, you know, a co-host of this podcast, um, oh. a book club member, but... You know, <laughs> We're just, in everything. Yeah, we just do everything together. A roommate now. I know. Um, yeah, I'm so thankful president, to have you in my life. It yeah and so to me you. if you're listening to this we miss you we love you man we're so thankful for you as well and to everyone listening if, if there's anyone listening we're so thankful for you guys because if you weren't listening then we probably you know would just be talking to ourselves and you know going yeah and thinking that we should turn this into a podcast yeah, and exactly. never doing it but um, you give us a reason this is a to source do this. of something that makes me feel happy and it makes me feel very accomplished the fashion yeah, put myself out there and talk mm -hmm. about things that are important to me. So thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. See yeah. you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.